Let's pray. Father God, we just thank you and praise you for this day, Father. We thank you for this opportunity to gather together and to worship you, Father. We thank you for this opportunity for your word to go forth. Father, we pray that it will not return void. It will accomplish what it was set to do. In Jesus' most precious name, amen. <clears throat> so this um, man and woman were having an argument back and forth about how important men and women were to the kingdom of God. And so the, the guy told the wife, he said, um, well, I'll tell you something you don't want to hear, but there ain't no women in heaven. And she said, what? said, no, no, it's biblical. There are no women in heaven. And she said, I don't believe you. He said, well, I'll pull out the Bible and show it to you right now. She said, let's go. So he turned to the book of Revelations, chapter 8, verse 1. And when he opened the seventh seal, there was silence in heaven for about half an hour. <clears throat> He's recovering nicely, but he probably needs prayer. <clears throat> um <laughs> So, man, so good to see y'all. Uh, you know, sorry I wasn't here last week, but uh, Daddy did a fantastic job on Psalms 91. Uh, I got to watch it. He did an excellent job. Um, but what we're going to talk about this week is, um, you know, and, and I told Crystal, I, I, sometimes I kind of feel like this is kind of cliche, but, but it is what it is. And we're going to talk about giving thanks, right? And it's everybody's fresh in your mind, right? Thanksgiving being this past week, and it's something to, um, to get brought up this time of year, but it's really something that we should spend a lot of our time focusing on, and, and it's an important part of what we do. So if you will, if you'll turn with me to um, uh, 1 Thessalonians, <clears throat> chapter 5, all right, come on Bible. Uh, starting with the 16th verse, and it says, Rejoice always and pray continuously, continually, and give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. So when you start talking about what God's will is, I mean, that, that, when we talk about God's will, we're talking about what God's will is in your life, and it's the, like the, 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 how old Phil Robertson say, orders from headquarters, right? I mean, this is what we should, the mantra we should live by. And so God's will for, for you is to pray continually and to give thanks in all circumstances. Now, let me tell you, giving thanks in all circumstances is, is not easy. It's kind of like that, do not let your heart be troubled. It, it, it's, not a, it's not easy. It's not for quitters. This is not an easy I mean, this is like being a Gamecock fan. I mean, this is hard. It's going to take you a minute to get to there. It, 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 it hurts. But when you give thanks in all circumstances, it, it, it sets you apart. Because it gets, when you give thanks in all circumstances, it kind of gives you your body the understanding that no matter what happens, right, God will never leave me and never forsake me. And when we, you start talking about all the things God has done for you, and if, if you can talk about all the things that God has done for you, and you can't get happy or thankful for what's taking place, come up later and I'll pray for you. you got something broke. Because if you start looking at the things God has done for you in your life, and what God has continued to do for you with his love and grace and mercy and forgiveness and salvation and healing and, and, and set free, you, you can't live your life without thanking God. I can't live my life without thanking God for all the things he's done for me. And even when I'm in the worst of moods and the, and the 
in the, in the terriblest funks and the whatever, I mean, when you start really thinking about and, and meditating on what God has done for me, it's impossible to stay disappointed. Now, I'm not saying it doesn't come against me. It does. I mean, it, 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 the Satan is busy. And he's a liar, and he comes and attacks. And that's what his job is. Like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. But when we really, really, truly give thanks to God for the things that he's done for us, it sets us apart. Now, let's talk about it in a different light for just a second. Probably not y'all, probably just me. But when I go out of my way to do something for somebody, right? When I didn't have to, with the extra, right? I'm extra sometimes. When I go out of my way to be extra, and that person is not thankful for what I've done, it kind of hurts my feelings a little bit. Now, I'm sure y'all don't have that same opinion, right? Y'all give tirelessly, and that you don't worry, uh, weary and well-doing. I'm sure you don't. But sometimes when I help people, I want them to be thankful. And it's, you know, it, that's human. And then I think about all the things God's done for me and how many times I didn't thank him. Because it's impossible to come up with every situation this God has helped me with, right? I mean, it's impossible. For you don't know how many, and, it, and not to sound, you know, dark, but you don't know how many near-death experiences you've actually had. You don't know how many times you were on the brink of losing something. You don't know how many times <clears throat> that something was so close and then it didn't happen. <clears throat> For example, I'm going to try my best to say this. <clears throat> Long time ago, uh, red car, I was still working at Gates, and Crystal was taking the girls to Providence. Now, if you've ever ridden with Crystal or driven behind Crystal or around Crystal, if this is the lane, Crystal drives over here with, like, one tire on the white line. And I'm trying to make it funny where I don't cry as best I can. But she rides that little brr on the side of the road. My kids think that comes out the radio because that's all you can hear out of Crystal's radio. But anyway, she was driving to Macedonia to take my children to school. About halfway between Timberland and Betsy Hole Road, there's a little... Bridge. It's not really a bridge, but it's a little narrow thing. Crystal hit both signs. She hit both signs. Do you know how difficult it is to hit both signs and not go off? And if you go look at it, next time you go that way, stop and look. It's this deep in a ditch. It is a horrible, horrible... When you run off the side of the road there, you're in the ditch, and it would have been tragic. But I can't for the life of me, except for the hand of God, understand how you can take a car and hit this sign and that sign and not go into the hole. You can't. You can't. It can't happen. But I thank God for that day because I know his hand was on them. <clears throat> it was a miracle. It wasn't a miracle that morning. Some idiot stood on the loading dock at Gates and yelled at his wife for wrecking the car <clears throat> but looking back in hindsight it was a miracle <clears throat> we are riddled with miracles and we have more miracles than we can count <clears throat> i mean both of crystal's parents are miracles miss dorothy if you don't know miss dorothy was in a horrible wreck got hit by an 18 wheeler and the guy called in and said hey i just killed a woman on 17a that's, that was what the phone call was. Stayed in the hospital forever. Mr. Darrell, 
Blood pressure is 42 over 14 in, in Orangeburg Medical, and I know y'all have heard that story. Miracle. I mean, and, and that's just, you know, the two big ones. But you can't come up with, if you sit still for just a second and start thinking about all the things that's happened in your life and how you've gotten from the young and stupid to the old and curmudgeon or whatever you are now, wherever you are in the thing. Maybe you're not really young and stupid and not old and curmudgeon yet, but somewhere in the middle, it's a miracle for me. It's miracle after miracle after miracle after miracle that I walked away more times than I can count. Me and Grady Pipke were fishing on the lake in a little tiny boat. I was not supposed to be on the big water. We were running rockfish, and then we were killing them. And a storm blew up, and I knew, I knew I was supposed to leave. Not audible, but I knew I was supposed to leave. But the fish were schooling, and I could not leave. I would not do it. I took three waves over the bow of that boat, a 14-foot boat. Not, I floated the gas can. <clears throat> I mean, Daddy and Mr. Bobby sunk the boat, right? Well, no, Mr. Bobby was still stuck on the hill. Mom and Daddy and Miss Terry sunk the boat, and Mr. Bobby walked from the hill to Coon Hill, right? How many times have we seen miracles? <clears throat> I get over to the story I was going to tell and start thinking about the story I'm fixing to tell. <clears throat> I don't know if I can do it. <clears throat> Mr. Bobby, how many times were you shot down in Vietnam? Three times. <laughs> Those are just the big ones. Those are the easy to spot miracles. You know, the, the, you can see them from 10,000 feet miracles. But how many miracles do we walk around with every day? In your personal life. <clears throat> I mean, Crystal wasn't supposed to be able to have kids. As much as I love them, there's three miracles sitting back there right now. Sometimes I want to wring their neck. <laughs> We have so many miracles that has happened around us, <clears throat> in and around this group of people, that I could spend the rest of the afternoon crying and telling stories of how many times God touched us. And it's, I don't want to say we're ungrateful because I don't think we are. <clears throat> so, y'all remember Dan? Y'all know Danny Tracy, right? They came to church here. They didn't. It wasn't in this building. It was in that building. But they used to sit over there. Anyway, Danny Tracy saw somebody get healed in church. Yeah, I don't know. Fifteen years ago, God knows. And it was—he'd never seen anybody get healed. And, and it was somebody, and it—I don't even remember what it was. He told me the story about it years later. And he was flabbergasted that he watched somebody get healed. That he said he felt the presence of God, and it was just amazing to watch. He said, but you know what was crazier? He said, I looked around the church and not a soul acted excited. 
He said it was old hat. And I said, well, yeah, because God's been that good for that long. It's not that we didn't, weren't thankful for what he did. I don't think, I hope, I pray. But it's just that we've seen him do it so many times. <clears throat> when Caroline fell and hit the coffee table at Mimi Rhoda's in Myrtle Beach and busted, she busted basically from the bottom of her nose down through her, where her teeth should have been, right? She was a little tiny youngin. And I laid hands on her and prayed for her, and I had blood in my hand. And she is screaming because she thinks I'm trying to cover her mouth where she can't scream, and I'm really trying to pray for her. And Crystal freaks out because Crystal thinks I'm trying to suffocate the kid as well. And that's what it sounded like. But when I set her down, I had blood in my hand, but no blood on the child, not a mark, not a scar, not a anything. That's a miracle. And, and I, I'm telling you, you could sit down. So Granddaddy wanted to... Granddaddy wanted to go back to everybody he'd ever prayed for to got healed and disclose all of, the, all of their medical um, experience in a book. And I'm like, Granddaddy, you can't do that. Well, this one got healed of that, and that one got healed of that, and that one got healed of that. I'm like, yeah, Granddaddy, you can't do that. That HIPAA thing in there is going to get you. You can't tell everybody about what they had and what they did and why they, I mean, you know, the Wayne Dunning when he ripped his lip down, right, and had a mouth full of dirt. It's so many with Sally's fingers got hung up in the door of the car. I'm telling you, you could sit here and go time after time after time after time. Of all the things that God has shown up and done for us. Not, not, I mean, I can go back to the Bible and show you where, you know, the three Hebrew children were in the fiery furnace and Daniel was in the lion's den and David faced the Goliath and Noah got in the ark and all of the reasons that God had miracles. But I'm not talking about those miracles. I mean, those miracles are great, but it's hard sometimes to relate to how big was Goliath really. You know, depends on, you know, how long this is, right? Because that was the measurement they used. Y'all know that, right? His fingertip to elbow. Well, I mean, my fingertip to elbow and, you know, Big Mike's fingertip to elbow, probably not the same measurement. I can't really grasp what it looks like to get thrown into a furnace that's so hot that it killed the guys that threw you in it. I don't comprehend that. I don't know how you get the fire that hot. But I can tell you for certain that I know what Daryl Rourke looked like. I know what Caroline's mouth looked like. I know Mr. Bobby's sitting over there. Those are the miracles that have happened here. And I'm not, listen, and I, I've struggled with this sermon early because I started thinking, you know, well, if I start telling stories about people's miracles, then, you know, I might leave somebody's out. And I'm, if I'm not telling yours, I'm sorry. But God has done, it is that many. God has done so many miracles in this church that it's hard to, you know, wean them down to a, a, a you know, y'all won't be mad at me and we don't go for three or four hours. But there's so many miracles that are relative to us that we have seen. I mean, you know, if you go back to our church forming as a whole, I mean, they told Granddaddy he was going to die. He wasn't going to make it. He, he had a heart of an old man. He was getting ready to die. And he got healed, and God gave him a new heart. And, you know, if you went back to there, 
no miracle. I mean, basically no church. I mean, I guess uh, they might have had a different pastor. I don't know. I mean, I don't know what God's plan was. I can't say that God's plan would have been stopped if one person didn't do what they were supposed to do. But I mean, it would have been a big part of it. We have so much to be thankful for. It, it, <clears throat> I have so much to be thankful for that when I'm not thankful, then I'm mad at me for not being thankful, and then I can like condemn myself for not being thankful because I didn't do what I'm supposed to do. Now, I know y'all don't have that problem. Y'all probably walk around thanking God for all the wonderful things that he does for you every day. I'm just saying I don't do a very good job of that. And when I think about Oh, I'm thankful for my spouse, and I'm thankful for my house, and I'm thankful for my job, and I'm thankful for my children, and I'm thankful for the opportunity. I'm also thankful for all of the miracles that I have seen and participated in and been part of over the last four and a half decades. Four and a half decades. I'm not talking about something that was a get-rich-quick scheme that I saw at one time or, you know, some guy was selling something. I mean, for decades. And I guarantee you, if we sat down in an open discussion, it would be story after story after story after story after story of things happening and God showing up and bailing us out and helping us and healing us and delivering us that we have more than enough to be thankful about. We shouldn't have to be sitting down going, now what am I thankful about? And that don't even include salvation. I mean, I mean it's, it's so past the point. All right, I got a uh, Philippians. Uh, chapter 4 verse 4 Rejoice in the Lord always and again I say rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all, for the Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request, with, by request to God. When, when you start talking about praying to God or expecting stuff from God, thanksgiving happens over and over and over. And almost all of those um, scriptures that you know by heart, right, that is that turned into songs or turned into whatever, they start off with, you know, rejoice in the Lord always and all those other things, but Thanksgiving is a big part of it. And I think we sometimes sell ourselves short in the Thanksgiving part. I know Mr. Bill really tries hard <clears throat> in St. Stephen Town Council and here in the board, and I really thank you for what you do. I thank you for what you do. I thank you for doing that. I thank you for being part of this. I thank you for your efforts. I think we would do a better job being Christians, being more thankful. Not just to God, but to the folks that are around us. Having a thankful mentality. Man, it is so much nicer to work with and, and to be around people who are appreciative of what's taking place. Now, I'm not saying that God is keeping a list of, well, that's the, you know, that's the third miracle and I ain't had a thank you in a while. I'm not saying that. But to be, to be good children, we need to be thankful. All right, so let's go to the Gospel according to Luke. Another good example of being thankful. 
Man, it get hot in here. Is it just me? Must be just me. Uh, Luke chapter 17, uh, verse 11. Now on his way to Jerusalem, Jesus traveled along the border between Samaria and Galilee, and he was going into a village. And ten men who had leprosy met him, and they stood at a distance. I think they call that social distancing now. I'm not real sure. They stood at a distance and called out in a loud voice, Jesus, Master, have pity on us. And when he saw them, he said, go show yourself to the priest. And they went and they were cleansed. Now that is a pretty amazing story, right? Ten lepers, ten guys who are <coughs> this horrible disease that eats your body parts off, right? And your fingers fall off and your toes fall off. But, I mean, it's not good. This is bad times, right? <coughs> and they went and showed herself to the priest and they were cleansed. <coughs> and one of them, when he saw that he was healed, came back praising God in a loud voice. And he threw himself at Jesus' feet and thanked him. <coughs> He was a Samaritan, and Jesus asked, were there not all ten cleansed? Where are the other nine? Has no one given return to give praise to God except for this foreigner? Then he said to him, rise and go, and your faith has made you well. In the old King James, it says whole, whole. So the guy that came back, <clears throat> all of them got healed, right? And then the guy that came back and, and worshipped at Jesus' feet and thanked him became whole. I don't know if he was, you know, old three fingers and turned back to ten, or I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't know him, right? I don't, I don't have that personal information. But, but he came back and thanked God for what had happened, and his outcome was different than everybody's outcome. All ten were healed. All ten were set free from this horrible disease. One out of ten came back and gave thanks. Now, I'm going to tell you, <clears throat> if I'm going to be in a group of 10 and one out of 10 does something really special, I want to be the one. I want to be the top 10%. I want to be the guy who is different than everybody. I want the different outcome. And that's probably me being selfish, but I, I want all of what God's got for me. I mean, you know, the other nine were probably tickle pink that they were made they were healed of this horrible disease, and then they could go back to life, right? Because when they had leprosy, they were excused from life. Man, does this seem like a relevant topic or not? You know, if you got this, you can't be around everybody else. you got to go over there and yell at us from a distance and stay social distance from us. Anyway, nine guys got, you know, pretty good deal. But the one guy, when he went back and thanked God for what God had done for him, got a better deal. I want the better deal. I want everything that God has for me. And according to this example, what set the 10% apart from the 90% was that thankful spirit, that thankful mentality, the opportunity to come back and thank God for what he did. See, that, I mean, you know, like I said, I mean, you start counting miracles and go, well, did I didn't, I mean, when Crystal wrecked the car, I didn't thank God that more than, I don't remember. I might have thanked God. I might have thanked God after I yelled at her on the phone. I don't know. I mean, you know, you don't think about it. I didn't see it for what it was. I saw it that, oh, we got nothing, and Crystal wrecked the only decent car we have. I mean, I was still driving the old blue truck, I think, at the time. I might not even have had the blue truck by then. It was bad. But we bought a nice vehicle, and Crystal wrecked it. That's what I saw. 
And I think Mr. Speedy went and looked. You went and looked, didn't you, Mr. Speedy? It is a terrible place. And now, you know, 20-whatever years, well, no, the twins were born. So 16, 17 years later, every time I ride by it, I thank God. Every time. Every time. See, that's kind of it, right? When you go back to the Old Testament, when they were going across the river, everybody got a rock. They took the rock out. And we'd done that at Bible school, right? We took our rock and we built a little thing. Why? Because he wanted them to, every time they walk by, I want you to remember what God did. You know, maybe it's just the sign on the little bridge in Macedonia. Maybe that's my stack of rocks. But I promise, every time I ride by, I thank God for that day. For his hand on my children. <clears throat> so... If you don't have a little pile of rocks somewhere that you need to thank God for, you need to start building them. You need to start collecting them. Daddy preached in September, and he was talking about remembering your victories, right? We're remembering our victories. Why do we remember our victories? Because it proves that God is faithful and God is just, and he will do what he is supposed to do. But the other thing it is to remember your victories is to be thankful for them. To be thankful for your victories, whether they look like victories or not, that's irrelevant. To be thankful for those opportunities to grow and to see God's hand. So, as a group, we need to come up with, you don't have to sit at the Thanksgiving table and go, well, I'm thankful for my um, dog or car. Or You should have a really good list. You should have a really good list. As Christians, you should have a really good list of things that you're thankful for, for all of the times that God has showed up and showed out. That, that is what we should be thankful for. All of those miracles that we have seen and experienced firsthand. Not, like I said, not, not Daniel and David and Samson and Noah and Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Those are great examples. In fact, that's exactly what those are, is examples of victory. But I'm talking about examples in your life. See, when you have a good testimony, in Revelations it says we overcome the dragon by the, the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony, right? That, that testimony is what you did. It's where you went. It's what you saw. It's your victories. It's what you have to be thankful for. It's not what somebody else has to be. Now, now, I'm going to take Mr. Bobby's miracles and Mr. Darrell's miracles and Miss Dorothy's miracles, and those are all part of my story too, right? They are attached to us. We are one family. But even more, I have miracles in my life that I have to be thankful for. And I want to be that 10% that comes back and thanks God. God, thank you for doing that. Thank you for sparing them. Thank you for delivering them. Thank you for your opportunities that you've given to us. I mean, I promise if you... I, if you can't sit down for just a second and figure out some things that God has done in your life, come up and we'll pray about it. Maybe God will reveal it for us. But we have lots of stuff to be thankful for. Not the cliche, sit around Thanksgiving table and talk about what, you know, I'm thankful that we got shoes and I'm thankful that we got electricity. I'm, yeah, I get it. But I'm talking about what's real, real. What has God done in your life? Because listen, you can tell that Hallmark stuff all you want. That I'm thankful for this and I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful for the stuff that I can see God doing in this body. 
I'm thankful for that. And, and I'm going to tell you, it has more weight. When you talk about real life experience, it totes so much more weight. It totes so much more weight. Oh, I'm thankful. No, I'm thankful that my mother-in-law and father-in-law are here. Or Mark Ballantyne is here. Or that Jennifer's here. How long were you supposed to live, Jennifer? A couple of weeks? Maybe days? Yeah. But it, it, it's so many miracles that are in this group. That's the real. And so when people start talking about all the things they're thankful for, let's, let's talk about what God's done for us. Let's, let's have a good testimony of our past victories. Let's build that little altar and remember. Like that silly sign I drive by. I don't hardly drive to Macedonia anymore, but when I do, I thank God every time I pass it. We have to remember those victories and be thankful for them. That's what a good testimony looks like. Let's pray. Father God, we just thank you and praise you for this day, Father. We thank you for this word. Father, we know it will not return void, Father. We just give you praise and honor and glory in Jesus' most precious name. Amen. <clears throat>